So we've been talking about how the Bible explains that there's a creator. That you and I, we're not accidents. But God had a purpose for us. He, he, he made everything, including us. And it was all for His glory. We were made to bring Him glory, just like the heavens. And we, we talked about how when there's rebellion, like there was with Adam and Eve, there were consequences. God says sin brings death. And so the consequences weren't just for Adam and Eve, but they affect us today because that's what rebellion does. It doesn't just affect you. It always impacts other people. It impacts future generations, just like our parents and their sin affects us and our sin will affect our kids and on and on and on. But what the Bible also teaches, and this is where it gets really intense, is that the consequences of our rebellion, it's, it's not just what we face here and now. The Bible talks about this future judgment and talks about in the end, there's gonna be eternal consequences. And this is so hard to stomach, but it's in the Bible. In the very end, in Revelation 20, it talks about this judgment time. In, in Revelation 20, verse 10, it talks about the devil and how he was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and false prophet were and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And then it goes on in, in verse 11, it talks about, then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. From his presence, earth and sky fled away and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne and books were opened. And then another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. It talks about a day when, when that being sits on this, this throne and, and he judges. And, and, it, and it gets even crazier because in verse 15 it says, if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. There were consequences for action, not just right here during this time on earth, but for the future. He says there's consequences there, and they're eternal. And he talks about something so intense, because just like we talked about, the, the holiness and the, the, the greatness of this Creator is so far beyond what we can imagine, so is His justice. That's why we read that and we go, are you serious? It's that intense, the judgment is that intense. But there's something else in the Bible that, uh, that we learn about God, and this is where it gets very difficult to believe. The Bible says that as holy as He is, as righteous as He is, and how He has this sense of justice, the Bible speaks so much about His love. The fact that there wasn't just fairness of, okay, these people sinned against me, they rebelled, so here's the punishment. But it goes deeper than that in that it says that he loves his creation, that he looks at these people and goes, man, they rebelled, so I have to punish because I'm a righteous God. I'm a just God. I'm a God of justice. I must punish. The Bible says he does not leave the guilty unpunished. But at the same time, he says, I love them. And so what he does is in Romans 5, 8, it says that God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. 
And what he's saying is that God looks at the world and says, as much as I love them, he goes, I don't want to punish them. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show love like no one has ever shown them. I'm going to have my son take the form of a man and he's going to die on the cross for their sins. And Romans 3:26 says this way he could be fair, he could be just, but he could also be the justifier. In other words, he couldn't just overlook sin. Someone had to pay for it. And he talks about this in the Old Testament. Back in the day, what they used to do was God commanded them, look, what I want you to do is I'm going to actually have you do these animal sacrifices. It's called an atonement where, where they would slaughter these animals. And the idea was that the blood shed by those animals was a picture of someone having to pay for their crimes. Because without the shedding of blood, the Bible says there's no forgiveness of sins. And it was all a picture of the sacrifice that would happen one day. Isaiah talks about that in Isaiah 53, how there was going to come this servant who would actually pay for the sins of the world. And most of us have heard of John 3:16, where it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. I mean, the thought that God, if He really is that great, if He really is that holy, that powerful to create this world, and He really is that just to where He, he, he causes and inflicts his, uh, his punishment and His curse upon the earth for sin, and He has this eternal judgment. Man, that powerful being, why would He love us that much? so love us that he would send his son. I mean, I think about this as a dad. I picture my son and I think about everything I feel about my son and, and all the good times we've had together and, and just the laughter, the tears, whatever. Man, just the thought of, of me taking my son and, and maybe taking him to death row. And, and showing him all these, these inmates, you know, who are there that, that, that committed the most heinous crimes and, and to say, son, I actually love these guys. I'm actually crazy about these guys. And so here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you punished for them. I'm going to have you nailed to a cross. I mean, I try to imagine my, my son's face and I try to imagine, see him go through that. I mean, as a dad, I, I would go nuts. I can't do that. I can't watch that. And the thought that the Father, Almighty God, went through that for me, that's amazing. It is very hard to believe, but the Bible says whoever believes will not perish, but have eternal life. And so the question is, is, do I really trust him? Do I really believe him? Do I really believe that my creator, a holy and fair God, also is a God of love, a love that goes beyond anything we've ever experienced, that he sent his son, had him take the form of a man and had him nailed to a cross to pay for my crimes, and because of that, I'm forgiven. That all of my sins have been washed away. That he took it all on the cross for me. And the Bible says that after he was dead and he was buried, that three days later, he rose from the dead to show that he really was the Messiah. He really was the Christ. He really was the one that was gonna die for the sins of the world. 
He rose from the dead and he's alive today. And the Bible says we can begin this relationship with him. We can know him. Despite everything we've done, and we all have our secrets, we all have the things that we're so ashamed of that we don't want anyone to know about, and yet God knows those. And the Bible says, that's why I sent my son. He paid for that. And if you believe that he died on that cross for your sins, if you believe he rose from the grave, you won't face my judgment. You can be free from all of that, and you can have eternal life. And for some of you, maybe tonight is that time, like we talked about that, that first, first day about how God set things up so that you would feel your way towards Him and find Him. And maybe tonight's the night where you finally get it. I remember, man, I saw crosses growing up and I never got it, I never really understood what they meant. And maybe tonight is the first time that you go, I get it. And I want it. I think this was God's process, bringing me here, surrounding me with these people, this environment. Man, it all makes sense. And now even the tragedy, the pain has caused me to feel my way towards him. And now I know I get it. I want him. I know him. Even, the, even all the mistakes I've made in life that I'm ashamed of because I want to be forgiven. Maybe this is the night. And we want to give you that opportunity to begin the most amazing relationship on this earth.